0: Hello and welcome to Delivering the Goods, brought to you by McLean and our partner CSP. Thank you. We are so excited to launch this podcast. We are here to give you the rundown on the world of supply chain services. Thank you to our listeners and thank you to our small but spirited studio audience. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Katie Gowen, McLean's communications specialist. If you're unfamiliar with McLean, we are one of the largest supply chain services leaders in the U.S. We supply convenience stores, drug stores, and chain restaurants with grocery and food service solutions. Today, we are talking about the world of private label products. I have the honor of speaking with Teresa Volter. She's the general manager of McLean's private label products subsidiary called Consumer Value Products. Teresa has been with McLean for over 20 years, and she is an expert on the world of private label. Hi, Teresa. Good afternoon, Katie. It seems like private label is everywhere these days. Convenience stores, grocery stores, drug stores. How would you define private label, and why all the hype?
1: Well, Katie, private label products are a much more cost-effective alternative to national brand products, and oftentimes they are perceived to be better than the national brands to the consumers themselves. It's important to note, though, that the quality and the packaging of the private label products that we see today have come a long way over the years. It's not the typical generic label that our parents would have purchased in the stores back then. Now you can find private label products with clean ingredients, premium flavors, superior quality, and some really attractive packaging. In fact, consumers may purchase private label products, and they don't even know their private label products at all.
0: I read a great article recently from storebrands.com about how private labels should just be considered brands, not private label brands, because there's really no difference anymore. It said that private labels are recognizable, they are high quality and value, and consumers are loyal to them. Do you agree with that? And does the sales growth reflect that?
1: Absolutely, Katie. In fact, the growth rate that's being predicted in the industry, dollar share could reach over 25% by the year 2027, according to Nielsen. But just to put this in a little bit of perspective, private label sales growth nationally has increased about 4% over the last year. That's eight times the growth of the national brands. And while convenience only accounts for about 2% of the total private label landscape, it's driving over 8% of the growth for those convenience stores compared to the overall 3.2% growth for total store. So some predictions that I'm seeing out in the market are showing that the U.S. grocery market may even begin to look more like the European countries in the future, where in some cases up to 45 percent of that market share is in grocery is private label.
0: Well, speaking of the U.S. grocery market, I read a crazy statistic. Is it true that private label products are now in 100 percent of American households? That means literally everyone
1: is buying them. That's absolutely correct, Katie. In fact, 100 percent of U.S. households have at least one private label product that they purchase for everyday needs. They may not even know it's a private label product, but they do have it in their homes. In fact, according to InfoScout, private label accounts for approximately $146 billion in purchases and 20 percent of annual spending. That's huge. What's interesting, though, is that the private label consumers cross all generations, in fact, the average private label shopper ranges from 18 to 64 years old. They may or may not have a family, and they have an income level that ranges anywhere from 25 dollars to $125,000 a year. That's proof right there that we're no longer looking at economics when we're selling private label brands. Those consumers are smart with their money, and not only do they purchase those products, but they don't do it at the expense of quality. So if you provide a good private label experience and a good product, you can expect them to come back.
0: Well, let's see if you and I can have a good private label experience. I was hoping you would play a little game with me so that we can put some private label products to the test. Are you game for a game? Absolutely. Okay. I have set up three different private label products here alongside their national brand competitor so that we can test and compare. We are not going to name the brands or mention the retail prices or anything like that, but I will say that each of the private label products we purchased were a fraction of the cost of the name brands. One of my McLean teammates has put all of these products in unlabeled containers, so Teresa and I have no idea which is which. Ready to go? Absolutely. Okay. The first sample we have is from the snack category, and these are mini pretzel twists. One is private label, and one is name brand. Teresa and I are going to try them both. Okay, this is obviously subjective and based on personal preference, but um, I like the crunch of A, personally. What about you?
1: I would agree with you. I think it's got um, a little bit better flavoring to it.
0: Okay, so we both pick A, and that is private label. Interesting. Hey. Okay. The second sample we have is from the candy category, and these are both dark chocolate covered almonds. One is private label and one is name brand. We're going to give them a try. kind of hard to eat two of these very quickly. Okay, I find that one of them has a strong dark chocolate flavor, but the other one tastes more like milk chocolate to me. So I am going to go
1: with B as my choice. I actually like the flavor of A, so I'm going to go with A.
0: Okay, let's see what we got. So I chose B, which is private label once again. And, Teresa, you chose the name brand. Interesting. The plot thickens. The third and last sample we have here is from Health, Beauty, and Wellness. And these are cocoa butter-based hand-moisturizing lotions. Again, one private label and one name brand. So we're going to each rub a little bit on the back of our hands. For me, one of these feels really greasy, and the other one is absorbing more quickly, and I like the scent better. So I'm going to choose B. What about you, Teresa?
1: I actually like the scent of A, um, and it seems to be a little bit thicker, so it's staying on my skin a little better. So I'm going to go with A.
0: Okay, so I chose B, which is the name brand, and Teresa, you chose the private label, Okay, so we have a scorekeeper here. Do you want to come on up? Here you go. All right. So with a score of four to two, private label wins. Oh, yeah. Crazy. We didn't do that on purpose. Well, it's clear that private label products are giving national brands a run for their money. So give us a final thought here, Teresa. What would you tell retailers who are on the fence about stocking private label products in their stores?
1: Honestly, Katie, I would tell them that private label is a must if they want to stay competitive in the market. These items are low maintenance, they're high margin, and they really do produce results. Consumers are smart. We've already talked about that. They know that the private label version of a national brand item has the same ingredients and it gives them the ability to save money. I'll give you an example, ibuprofen versus Advil. McLean's private label product subsidiary, CVP, offers ibuprofen at a fraction of the price of Advil. And at the shelf, there's a sizable cost variance between CVP's products and the name brands. The ingredients are the same, so they give the consumer the choice of being able to be frugal when they want to be. So maybe they can purchase other items within the store as a treat. This is a win-win for the retailer. And as They gain additional margins on the private label. They far exceed that of the national brand. And if you are a retailer that offers a premium private label lineup, such as CVP's Yumbies Candy or Divinely Sweet Chocolate, this also gives your store the ability to differentiate itself with its consumers. They know that they walk into the store, they're going to be able to find those unique items, and they know where they're purchasing them. So this leads to repeat purchases over the competition in the future. Just for a little bit of additional information, I wanted to share with you that for convenience stores, private label categories that are driving the growth today are refrigerated entrees, bottled water, salty snacks, candy, cookies, and frozen goods. And get this, Katie, growth in these categories can range anywhere from 6 to 134%. Wow. The key to picking the right mix for the retailer is knowing their consumer and knowing the volume that their stores can support in order to be able to consider any private label products. It's an investment for their future, so they need to be serious about it, and they have to be committed and prepared to stick it out. With the influx of private label choices from national retailers such as Amazon, Trader Joe's, and Aldi, we all purchase from those folks online or we go into their stores. But also within the convenience channel, you see folks like 7-Eleven and Love's with private label products as well the consumers are much more comfortable and trusting of private label brands across outlets than they've ever been
0: well that is certainly food for thought teresa thank you so much for being here today to shed some light on the world of private label thank you for having me to find out more about consumer value products you can visit the website at cvpproducts.com To read the Store Brands article we referenced earlier, go to storebrands.com and search for the article entitled, They Are What They Are. Well, that concludes our premiere episode. Thanks to CSP for this amazing opportunity, and thanks to all of our listeners and our studio audience. We hope you will join us next time on Delivering the Goods.